0: Welcome to Toasted Lavender Podcast, where we like to drink beer and talk about other queer things. And
1: vodka. Yeah. Yeehaw.
0: I am Kai, and I will be your host this beautiful Sunday morning, which it probably won't be when you listen to this, but that's okay. Um, We are here with Devi, who designed our logo for the podcast and her lovely wife Eden and we will be interviewing them today and so we're just gonna start this out going around in a circle. I'll start here and we'll go this way and I'm Kai and my pronouns are he him.
2: What are you drinking? Oh
0: I'm drinking something real fun. It's a spiked spinny. uh, A half and half spiked spinny.
2: And a spinny is a spindrift for those who don't live in our houses. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sorry. My wife drinks maybe six of them a day, the non-alcohol kind. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I'm Lindsay, and I'm she, her, and I'm drinking a test phase from Uinta. Uh,
1: I'm Eden, and I've had a lot of shots of vodka. <laughs>
3: What are your pronouns,
1: Eden? Oh, my pronouns are she, her, hey. (laughs) Oh, I like that. I
0: like that.
4: (laughs) Hi, my name's Devi, and my pronouns are she, her. I am drinking Ketos Brewing Blackberry Sour. Mm -hmm. Very tart. That's a good one. I like that
3: beer a lot. I'm Lisa, and I use she, her, and I am drinking a Pog Screwdriver. Just going that's hard, awesome. yeah. I'm just sticking with. Pogs I'm sticking in one lane today.
0: All right. All right. So this is real cash, but like, really, we just we want to start this out and like get to know you guys a little bit. Um, so whatever that means to you, whether that's like your story, your career, like what are what are the founding blocks of Eden and Devi?
3: As broad or as specific as you want that to be? How you met, what your
0: jobs are, who you are.
3: Why you're on a queer podcast. What puts you in that category? Debbie is my soulmate, my everything, my
1: queen. She's fabulous and she has supported me in everything that I've ever done. In our relationship, we've been together for almost five years. Ooh, that's, Yay. Ooh, that's kind of, I mean, it it's
0: shouldn't milestone. be crazy, but it feels kind of crazy. Yeah.
1: Good. Yeah, so we've been together for, in February, it'll be five years.
2: Like Valentine's Day?
1: No, more like Valentine's.
2: Dick, <laughs> Day.
0: <laughs> oh! <kidding>. Wow. What?
2: <laughs> what? I'm, gonna, uh, I'm no. gonna continue to ask more questions if that's the if that's gonna be how it goes. No,
1: Valentine's <laughs> like Day. Debbie just was like, "Hey, girl, let me go down on you for five hours."
4: Oh, oh get God. it. I'm
2: going
1: there. This is an explicit podcast. Well, this is so you an explicit podcast. You want. And I was about it before I became asexual. I'm asexual now. Yay!
0: Yay for asexual. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I feel like I'm pretty underrepresented.
0: Yeah, you are, which is interesting. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that is part of the reason we wanted you guys to be on the podcast. So. I'd like
2: you to talk more about that for yourself if you feel
0: comfortable.
1: Being about
3: your sex. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. it loud and proud.
0: Wave that flag.
1: So I've had sex with a lot of people, mostly men, some women. I hated it. I hated it. It felt like I was being violated. It felt like I had to wait until it was over and then, I don't know, act like I liked it.
0: There's like there's a certain expectation of your how you're supposed to feel about sex.
1: Mm-hmm. You're supposed to like sex. And we've had, Kai and I have had conversations about how that functions in a relationship. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: A lot of conversations about that.
0: we've talked about it a lot.
1: Because Kai is a more sexual being and I'm an asexual being, but we didn't know that. Yeah. We thought that I just, like, didn't have the right partner or I just, like, wasn't in tune with my sexuality. But it turns out I don't like sex at all. That's not how I function
3: and it's not something that I want to have. I have a question for you because I read something recently about like perception of sex and um, it was specifically saying how a lot of asexual people view sex as a performance rather than an experience and that, like, was kind of, like, a defining way of, like, understanding your relationship with sex. And I thought that was, like, a really powerful visual of, like, how someone who's asexual experiences sex. Would you agree with that? Would you say that's yeah. an accurate Yeah, it often
1: hurt. It didn't feel good. But I like, I would fake an orgasm,
0: right? Because mm-hmm. that's the end result that you're supposed to reach. And that would end it,
1: most likely. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so crazy. I've never talked about this.
0: Here we
2: are, talking We're here. about it. Talk as much as you
1: want. I just, um, yeah, it always sucked. It always, it didn't always suck. And I can say that Debbie and I have had Really wonderful sex, really meaningful sex, important sex. But when we realized that I needed that boundary, that was really important for our relationship. And Kai has talked to me about how, like, you have to, if you have a sex drive, you need to have a partner with an equal sex drive
0: well yeah because that's been my i've had a lot of trauma in my own re- relationship history with people that did not just someone who's compatible it was exactly. a nightmare. yeah
1: exactly where we didn't know that debbie was going to be trans
0: yeah when you guys got married uh-huh. we and,
1: had no mm-hmm. idea that debbie was going to be trans but it makes sense that I found Debbie, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that she's my person.
0: Because you guys match up.
1: Yeah, we match up. Like, I can't do that. I physically can't do that. The bottom is shut off. (laughs) Yeah. And not just in, it's not like a, I've been told that you can't be, I knew I was going to start crying. It's okay. We, we have I've issues. been told that you can't be asexual if it relates to trauma.
0: So, meaning that asexualism can't be a result of trauma? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Okay.
1: It's supposed to be something you were born with. Okay. Like, be having a queer identity. Like, you're... Like if you're trans, you've been you were born being trans. If you're lesbian or queer in any way, you're supposed to be born that way. But I think that my queer identity is based on the trauma, and I feel much more comfortable not having somebody touch my body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't like my body being touched. I don't like that's not my
0: it love is more discomfort than
1: yeah it it sucks i hate it and it's because i've been raped it's because i've experienced sexual abuse from people in power and i just don't want to be touched
3: like that yeah I think that's a really powerful thing though for you to talk about that and still show like I am in a really healthy and loving marriage and I'm asexual and I am a victim of sexual trauma and like I still have this really fulfilling relationship with my partner. I mm-hmm. think that's important and I think that's really brave of you to talk about it.
1: I hate talking about it because I feel like a lot of people don't understand it because we live in a very hypersexualized culture Where, you know, like, if you think about, and I love sex in the city, but sex in the city is so problematic because it shows that everybody is sexual and that they need to, like, everybody wants sex. That's not true.
3: It's not fully representative.
1: No, it's not. And it's also pretty transphobic. I'll just throw that out there. And my wife is a trans woman, and she is more of a sexual being. But we have figured out, like, when, like, okay, she's gonna go upstairs or something. I don't know. I don't want to be like rude or like inappropriate. <laughs> this is
0: this is all up to whatever you're comfortable with. So you're not rude or inappropriate. If you're like, not hey, if you don't that, want me to talk yeah.
1: about, oh, this I don't is, care. I don't care. No, but it's like. But people need to talk about this stuff. Yeah, right, it doesn't need to be Like a having, being an asexual person and having a non-asexual partner, they deserve to have their sexuality.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Just as you deserve to have your asexuality. Asexuality. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Yes. So Debbie will be like, "I'm gonna go do this and
0: don't come upstairs for a while. I'm busy." <laughs>
1: exactly. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, "Okay, I'll put on the office and I'll take a nap." Yep. And it's it's just fine. Like, and nobody talks about this stuff, yeah. and that's why and Devi like wants to punch me in the face sometimes because I'm more comfortable talking about it.
0: You've always been that way. You're more comfortable talking about anything uncomfortable than any person I've ever met in my life, but that's okay. I love you for it.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I'm just like, I've grown I'm Eden. You are Eden. Yeah. And
0: I have, I feel like I've grown because of being your friend and being in a bound, like a a situation where, yeah, maybe this boundary is a little uncomfortable and I feel weird talking about it, but why? Like, why do I have to, why? You know? Mm-hmm. So you've pushed me into a another category, and I'm thankful for that, you know, to to be able to have hard conversations and to not feel so weird about talking about things. And, like, I think this is really valuable for our podcast to be talking about asexuality. That I feel like that Nobody particular category that. never gets represented. Yeah.
1: <coughs> and I don't want to take up space in a queer... This is what the hardest part is: is that like, Sorry. I understand that LGBTQIAA plus individuals need representation, but I feel like I'm not the one who's being persecuted, and, and I- that is really hard for me because like I don't want to take up space. That belongs to a group.
3: But I feel like that group may not be persecuted, but they're invisible. Like, we never see them represented in any space. So just because... or queer. Just because you're not persecuted, visibility still matters. Because a lot of people might be feeling the way that you're feeling and not know what that is because it's just... I feel like it's so far behind some of the other letters, if that makes sense. Yep.
0: Multiple people have asked us as a unit, as a podcast, like questions that are like, I think it was Alex who said something in response to a particular person's question about being a bisexual person who was in a heterosexual marriage that was just like, I, I just suddenly made me see everything in a new light. That's like, what can you can you remember exactly I how she put it? It about, was so. No. It was just so perfect, but it was just like I think we're all living our own experience, and if we can all make space for everybody's experience, like we can all kind of come up together, like
3: and broaden everyone. If everybody who's queer, and I get real, I have. A
1: real prejudice against bisexual people. I do too.
0: I well, I've, I'm because working I on it. think they
1: should be pansexual. Yeah, and I feel bad. But there's differences. I there's understand very stark that there's a difference, but like that means that you don't recognize my wife as a lady.
0: Right, but right.
1: but like when you're bisexual the bisexuality the kind of feels transphobic it a little bit it feels very transphobic
3: and we've been experiencing so much of that like yeah. i i totally understand what what you are referring to especially like we're in the same boat like i am married to a trans man like i totally get that i feel like we're in like this pioneering stages of this and maybe in the future like bisexuality will go more more into pansexuality. pansexuality but in the meantime um i like how i've been framing it in my mind is that like some people really are into like gendered people right like You are either expressing like straight gendered people. Is that what you mean? No, just like super masculine or super feminine. And so I I also am like picturing pansexual as like gender is not a part of it. So maybe people who are super agender or like not just like non binary, non binary, not expressing any sort of gender, that kind of like flows into that label as well. God, some, I just
1: am like so upset. So if because like I was married to a man and now I'm married to a woman, and like that didn't fucking upset me, but people were like, "Sorry, I'm getting really mad." Fun. You can you uh, can express however it. you want to. Just people keep asking me if I'm okay with it, and I'm like, "That's my <laughs> yeah. person."
0: And we've we've gotten a lot of backlash, especially from family, of like because Lisa was in a heterosexual marriage to a cis man who she divorced when she came out of the closet and then yeah we've gotten a lot of backlash of like well how do you why didn't you just stay with your husband if you're just going to be with the dude anyway yeah yeah, yeah
3: that's oh hard I but it's thought about that
0: we've gotten a lot of it can
1: you it's, talk about i'm sorry no, i know no, that you're interviewing me no, but like how does that make you feel kari it sucks
0: it, but I, it's I, for me. I feel like it's more about her because everybody's so worried about like, well, Lisa got divorced because she's a lesbian, and now she's with a dude. Like, how are we supposed to wrap our heads around this? And it's not—it's nobody else's
2: goddamn about, business. I don't worry about anyone. else. Don't wrap your head around it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, don't, need, don't. No one needs <laughs> to. Wrap just, it. just don't. I don't want
3: your head <laughs> wrapped around love this. Love is love is love is love. Here's the yeah. thing: like, if anyone thinks I'm having the same sex. With Kai, as I was with my ex husband. No, absolutely you're not. not. Like, no, you're it's not. It's all about compatibility with your person. Mm-hmm. It's about, mm-hmm. like,
0: knowing that if Debbie goes upstairs and wants to be alone, that
3: you should like, leave
1: her alone.
0: And, <laughs> like,
1: I respect Debbie's sexuality. Yeah. I respect Debbie's need for certain things.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: And I'm never ever gonna judge her for needing those things yeah. and not being able to get them
3: from me <coughs> and like maybe just like think about for a minute how important it is for people to find a connection with another human mm-hmm. over labels mm-hmm. because yes like just because yes. i'm with that's a that's
1: why ch- i love pansexuality
3: right it's a lot more broad and that's, I, inclusive. it's hard, it's hard for me to like, not feel guilty for like taking on the lesbian label, because that excluded the love of my life. And like, that makes me feel sad, right? And for people to not understand that, that just because my partner is not within that label doesn't discredit our relationship and our marriage. And mm-hmm. like, I, we can evolve past that. And, like, our relationship is very fulfilling, and there's nothing... I don't need to justify that to anyone else. And it doesn't make me a straight woman to be married to a trans man. End of story. Full stop.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. I think part of the problem, too, is that we always want to talk about these things in relation to sex. Where it's really none of your business. Like who i choose to spend my life with it doesn't matter what we're doing sexually in your private right home and relationship and yeah it's always about that Mm -hmm. and that's always what it comes down to whenever anybody has problems it's like about the sex it's not about anything else
3: and that's like that's that's, that's okay what's the true true asexual phobia is that correct but to automatically assume that it's... That's a really good point, Lindsay. To, like, automatically assume it has to do with your sexual relationship is extremely... Awesome.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah, That's, yeah, that's like, why it, it's we're non-existent. Yeah.
3: We can yeah. just
1: call it queerphobic. queerphobic, I think. It took me so long to realize that I didn't have to have sex with my partner to have the most loving relationship. Right. It is fabulous. Like I live with the love of my life. We don't have sex, but we cuddle, we kiss on the mouth, we cook, we You have other laugh. intimate experiences. We we are I have been told by several people that the we are the most positive relationship example that anybody has ever seen
3: and that has nothing to do with what happens in our fucking bed
0: right
3: you guys know each other's needs and boundaries and you respect Mm -hmm. them and that is above Mm -hmm. everything else and that is what makes you feel safe and whole in your relationship Mm -hmm. And, I, and that doesn't mean I'm not attracted to her, too,
1: because I'm so attracted to her. I think she looks fabulous. I think she looks sexy. I think she looks fun and
0: hot. <laughs> I think you could see what Debbie's <laughs> doing right now. Keep She's going. Like, keep, keep going. going. <laughs> keep going. Thank you. Thank you.
1: She's, like, literally the most gorgeous woman that I've ever met. And that doesn't mean that I have to have sex with her.
4: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... It's like compatibility is like, uh, compatibility is like genderless. Like my needs are more romantic than they are sexual, and that works really well with me and Eden, me and
0: Eden. So, yeah, because I she, know, she get she knows how to take care of your romantic needs,
4: and you know how to take yeah. care of
0: what her needs as well.
4: Yeah, and she likes being romantic, is the thing. So it's like
0: sharing
3: spaghetti
4: yeah. noodles.
3: You can separate the areas that make her her feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, I'm ready to get that bitch dressed up. I'm ready to take her out. Do her hair. I'm ready to do her hair. (laughs) I'm ready to do her makeup. I'm ready to take her pics. If we need to take her pics, like,
3: (laughs) I am. I'm ready to take
0: her pics. I love it. It's
4: the regular. I get an outfit, and then she's like, Let's take a pic.
0: <laughs> we, we go to the front porch. I know, it's always the front porch.
1: <laughs> it's always the front porch. And she's usually wearing something that she was like, I don't know. And I'm all, bitch, you look hot as hell. <laughs> We're taking a picture of you. And you can have that. Like, she almost has this little, well, we don't even need to talk about like my thesis. My thesis was Debbie for my master's degree like it's about her transition it's about finding like I will never live without Debbie I won't I can't
3: and you validate her in every single thing I try
1: I try so hard like I want her to feel beautiful and loved and that like we had this whole conversation this morning where I was like Baby, what do you want to do? Cause I got a job that I really like. It's your turn now. Yeah. And let's
0: so do you, you and what you want and make. Yeah, makes and you if you don't want a job, then
1: we'll we'll go poor again. Yeah. Like I don't give a shit. Like I just want her to feel like a fucking queen and to feel valued and and to just just be happy.
0: Well, and I, I would like to talk for just a second about your thesis because um what was so beautiful to me about the thesis project is you didn't go into it with the intent of making it about Devi's transition. It started as just like, it just happened to start right, right at this like tipping point of like your whole lives are unraveling in front of you in the best way. You're going down all these crazy different rabbit holes and like things are your path but is presenting that's itself sort of. What happens
1: when you love your partner and you're like, Let's That's what's just so beautiful about it. that
0: thesis project, though. that's my point, is just that it's like it didn't intentionally start out to uncover what it uncovered, and it just like happened to be Uncovering something right at the right moment, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um. So to to the listeners,
0: <laughs> to all our listeners out there.
1: Uh my thesis for my master's, my MFA at the U of U, was of Devi transitioning from male to female, and she goes, our first episode, she's in her wedding suit driving in the car like being chased and it's it's really masculine and then the next episode devie's in her underwear like boxers being beaten by a poltergeist but she's got this like really old facial hair And, like, she looks really mannish. No offense. You're not mannish anymore. And then it goes to the party scene where she's fresh and she has makeup on and she has this, like, beautiful dress on. And she's getting fucked up in the bathroom. And it's, like, super fabulous. And then the next one, she's a wood nymph in... Like by the lake and she's in this gorgeous dress and then the last one is me it's our credits and it's just me putting on her makeup and like doing her hair and then she looks in the mirror and she it's like the most fabulous thing you've ever seen like, last scene. like she looks in the mirror and you can tell like you're a girl you were supposed to be a girl Like, this is what this, like, cycle of my films has been made for. And Debbie is meant to be an actress. She's fabulous. She's so good. But, like, when we filmed that scene, I, I was just like, you are a beautiful woman. And then I talked to my committee, and I was like, this is about a trans story. But it wasn't supposed to be. Do you have it? What do you want to talk about that? You should talk about it.
0: Could we? And if no, that's fine. But would you feel comfortable um, sending us like a version of this that we could share on our, like that we could have on the on the notes for the They're podcast so that people can. Vimeo. Okay, so I can find a link so that people that They're are listening can Vimeo. watch the series. Yes. Okay, great, so, great. I'll, and I'll, I'll do send and sure
1: you. I can just send you the links. That's what so I you need. Have yeah,
0: that's what I need.
1: But yeah, like it's pretty fun to watch because and you haven't even seen her now. Like I want to talk to the I want to talk to the world and tell you that she is more feminine and like fabulous than she's ever been. And like she doesn't even look like the person in any of those videos.
0: Right. Right. And I. I. I can attest to that because I've known you along your journey, just as you've known me along mine, and um, you look really great.
2: Oh, thanks. She <laughs> <Thanks>. is gorgeous.
1: <laughs> she is like, ugh, just nauseatingly pretty. Okay, I need another shot.
0: Yeehaw! Tell tell us about in. If you don't want to answer anything, just say you don't want to answer anything. Um, But you're a trans woman. You're 30 years old. You started transitioning at what age?
4: 29. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep.
0: When Um, did you know? Do you know? Can you pinpoint it?
1: 29.
3: I'm just saying I that bitch can had I, no idea. Can I say something, though, about you? Because we knew you for many years before you transitioned.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You've always been the best dressed in our group.
0: And I got her wardrobe. I got this bitch's yeah. wardrobe when she yeah. transitioned, so now I'm the best dressed. You've
3: <laughs> always been so, like, impeccable in your style, attention to detail, and, like, you've really blossomed and opened up since you've come out. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the seeds were there like in your personality, in your demeanor. Like there was no surprise when we found out. At
0: all. Like none at all.
3: say that I needed to be with Debbie,
1: like somebody like Debbie because I couldn't be with Kai. Right, because you're a horn dog. Me either.
0: <laughs> Sorry, everybody. You I'm happy
3: that that, that Kai is all, just all to me. So. Kai is a horn dog. Kai is a horn dog. But I still love him. So am I. So it works out. So.
1: But it made sense that I ended up with Devi. Yeah, because I'm scared of men, and I've had trauma with men. Yeah, a lot of trauma with men. And that was never an issue with Debbie. Never. never. She's always
3: been so gentle. But
1: we talked about this. Can I? Is I okay? Are you okay? I don't know what you <laughs> <was> <laughs> that's Like,
4: that's hey, like, <laughs> we're going
1: for it. Say whatever you want. Okay. She's borderline traumatized by our sexual experiences yeah because i am asexual now right and she's like well fuck
0: like makes (laughs) you feel like predatory when you guys like yeah i just want to make sure i'm getting the right content it's
4: it's just a completely different perspective to look at Mm -hmm. like something that happened so
0: when anyone would would
3: possibly feel that way right if like you're having an honest conversation after Uh the fact
0: yeah
4: yeah well i feel i feel bad like and we've talked about it and i don't like i try not to feel bad because i understand why i shouldn't but it still feels icky yeah because of the thing that she experienced yeah right
0: But also, just to what you said earlier about, like, I, you know, people think asexuality can't be a result of trauma. And, like, I don't, I don't agree with that because, I mean, even if I'm just thinking of it, Devi and I both, like, came out when we were, like, in our late 20s. So, like, why couldn't you have a realization of asexuality for whatever the reason is? In your late 20s, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just as valid, in my opinion. Yeah.
2: Can I ask a question? So, Kai, you and Devi, did you have, like, an overlapping transition period? Like, yes. how, how much of it was overlapping? How much did you... if If you're comfortable answering, like, how much did you share with each other, like your experiences together i'm really curious to know you know how you guys interacted in that time frame and and how was it i mean i'm sure it was comforting like having someone to talk to and Mm -hmm. so i'm just kind of curious about that if you feel comfortable talking about it but i thought about it and i'm like that seems important
4: yeah no, Kai has been like one of the most helpful, most like supportive people, and I just I love him.
0: <laughs> I love you.
4: They're just checking in and like just tiny things that it's like okay, this is like things I think about like like all day long, and then it's like not really worth bringing up every single day. It's not something I want to talk about every single day, but it's like, oh hey, um, just so you know, think about you. Yep. It's just it goes a long way for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I feel so lucky. I really do. I feel so lucky um, to have, like, Devi's my family. I feel like, and um, it's been really <clears throat> chosen <clears throat> family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's been really, and it's not even to exclude anyone else from it or anything, but just like being a trans person, being around another trans person, there is a power to that that cannot be defined ever. I don't, there's just not words for it. Um, For instance, we hung out with some of Lisa's family members and one of her cousins has a coworker that's trans and was just like, Oh, I'm going to bring this person literally to a family party. We were having a family party and there was this one person who wasn't a part of our family that was invited to this party because they knew and Lisa's cousin knew that she Needed to be with her people. Like, just had that. And that it would be a safe space. She
3: needed you,
0: baby. Well, and that, but that's the thing. Like, her and I, her and I saw each other from across the party right when she arrived. And we instantly were, we spent the evening together. We instantly were just, like, two kindred souls. Like, we spent our evening together. And just, like, talking and, like, very openly, like, discussing Things that, yeah, maybe you wouldn't discuss with somebody the first time you meet them at a party. But there's just there's this kinship that when you have somebody that's, like for me, having Debbie so close, we live close by. Yes, it's just small things like a message of like, today's been hard and I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't need to be anything else. Or like sharing random media content, random random accounts or random little quotes or random little I see you's just just I see you and um so I don't know I hope Lindsay I hope that kind of answers your question but we did we did overlap in our transition a lot I feel like I mean
3: I think it was really (laughs) affirming too when Devi offered her past life wardrobe to Kai that was like it kind of felt like a passing of the torch
0: mm-hmm. yeah. in a way. I wish oh. I could and have my... returned the favor, but I had a bunch of butch lesbian clothes, so I couldn't help you. But
3: it
1: was <laughs> yeah. Really, that was Debbie really would have died in
3: your clothes. If she had to
0: wear any of my clothes. So, uh-uh. like,
3: it was a very powerful and affirming thing for Kai, to like, and like, uh, like an honor too. And I know it was you like shedding your past life and like, I just think it was like a really beautiful transition to like pass on to someone who's like blossoming into their new life. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's you're shedding your old life, and it's yeah, it's like the blossom to somebody's new life. And that's
4: yeah. And a weird thing is so, like, I you got the first pick out of all my stuff so you got all your stuff i got all and the I've goods i got all the giving, goods <laughs> we don't have any more things to give anyone that's awesome um all but allowed, we man. have gave all my old stuff to so many people and it's wild how all the people we've given them to it's fit them like perfectly and i'm like i never looked that good in no. any of these clothes yeah,
1: string bean in extra large clothes and like
3: none of this shit fit right. It's like the 90s. Yeah. You were meant to have Debbie looked
1: like Jerry (laughs) Seinfeld in Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld in Seinfeld. And like most of her clothes were from the 90s too because they were all like thrift store picks. So and then Debbie now wears The tiniest clothes that you could ever think of. (laughs) Not this dress. She looks classy as hell,
3: just so you guys, the audience needs to know that she looks so classy. She does. And she has, like, the style that I described earlier, like, that has transitioned into your transition. Like, Uh, it's just carried over uh, in an even uh, more, like, fabulous way.
4: Yeah, I feel like my old wardrobe, I was like, Wanting to create something with, like, because clothes have such a big power, like making somebody feel good. Expression. And expression. Like, first thing you see when you see somebody is what they're wearing. And I feel like I was like meticulous. And now I feel like my options are so broad that I'm just like learning new shit all the time. So
3: I train her, (laughs) you're her coach. I am her coach, fashion coach. (coughs) Debbie, I want to hear about your background. Like, where do you come from? What's your What's your story?
4: Where I come from, West Point is where my parents live, which nobody normally knows where that's at. It's very far west. Um, Bumpkin country out there. Mm -hmm. Lots of fields. And it's real close to the Great Salt Lake. Um, Didn't like sports, but I liked a couple of sports. And so sports were a big thing growing up. Like, that's what everyone did, except my sister. And so I chose basketball, and I chose golf.
0: And Debbie's a really good golfer, I've heard.
1: Debbie is a queen golfer. She. is...
3: I hope you wear a little skirt when you do it.
1: Now a cute little Nike oh, white we golf got skirt. Her a Tommy Hilfiger oh. dress.
4: Oh, it's like a Tommy tank a visor. dress. A visor? A visor? I, haven't, I haven't got a visor Please yet. Need a fucking visor. I'll dude. get one. Yeah.
1: Please get a visor. I'll get one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, it's funny. The thing I'm like, I really like golf. I spent a lot of my time golfing. I played in high school and. Like I was on the
1: team in high school.
4: I made all-state honorable mention.
0: Wow! (laughs) I didn't even know that. Yeah,
4: no, there was like an article in like the Standard Examiner that was like, oh, the top high school teams, and then I they listed like three players (laughs) from the team, and they listed my name, and I was like, what in the world? It's going. That's that's me. She hasn't um,
1: gone yet, but her dad, I'm sorry, I just have to add this, her dad still wants to go golfing with her. Oh,
4: you said well,
1: she's came out. He's oh, a little scared. I know he's, he's a little scared. He's
4: very scared because that was like his little consolation that we could still go golfing even though I'm trans. Right. And so he's like, um, well, you still like golf, don't you? <laughs> You know, and that that's, that's cute. Nice. Like we have to give to we have over. to give
0: him some credit for that. Um my dad recently brought me a stack of like a, a bag full of things and I and he came here to the shop and brought it to me here at the shop and was like I could tell he was kind of uncomfortable and he was like, "Well, I have some of your things." But i don't want 'em I don't want it to like drudge up uncomfortable memories, but I have some of your th- it was a bag of like photos and like weird things that I had written in high school and stuff whatever my parents have like cleared out their house but like that little statement of even just validating like even your you know your dad you might being like
3: throw this away but –
0: yeah, but your dad being like, well, we can still golf, right? Like, it's it's a step. It's them trying to, like, find some kind of common ground.
4: Yep.
1: And honestly, Dev's
0: dad has
1: been the chillest.
4: Oh, yeah. No. Like, my mom took 20 minutes to think that my tattoo, like, to realize my tattoos were real. Uh, my dad was like, oh, wow, that's crazy.
3: Debbie, I want you to talk about your art a little bit. And if you want to like rep anything, like drop any handles or names um, or anything, please do.
4: Yeah, but I'm in the process of changing um, I guess my
3: artist, artist, can edit this artist out.
4: persona.
1: You can uh, we can edit this out. No, this is good because Debbie really wants
4: to no longer be Drebin. Mm-hmm. Like that was because a persona. That's
1: associated with yeah.
4: go ahead go no it, it's it's I don't know it's I yeah I look at everything with a different perspective now like all my past experiences like I look at them differently and that like kind of moniker or persona that I was like I'm not gonna be this person like this is my artist like this is
3: do you have cool. a new persona that's going to take over, or are you just going to be Debbie?
4: Well, I changed my website to just be Debbie Dixon, but I don't know what I want, I it want to be. I want
1: this bitch to take my last name.
4: I might uh, take her last name. Oh, oh You shine! I like that. My oh, only I love that. Debbie Buston. Debbie Buston. Yeah, no. It's amazing. And I love that. I'm and, but a little I also... too
1: intense about it. I'm like Take my last name, bitch.
4: <laughs> you are my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and for that, I will change the name. <laughs> you are my wife. Fall into
3: love. Um, I wanna just like drop something out here that Debbie is a very talented artist and her art is very <sighs> Okay, just to, like, put it out there, she drew a picture of our four dogs that made me bawl like a little
0: bitch. She balls every time she pulls it out to look at it. Let's be real.
3: I showed Rick and Jerry last week when they came over for dinner two weeks ago, and I started crying
0: <laughs> because... every time she takes it out.
3: <laughs> it's just, like, I need to finally, like, go buy a frame and hang it up because it just, like, brings me so much joy, but... Debbie has this amazing gift of like capturing
0: personality.
3: Personality. Yeah. And she's done a lot of like humans too, but animals and anything that she draws. Your animals
0: are my favorite. I love you.
3: She just yeah. like encapsulates their energy in a way that just like I don't feel like we even need to take a family portrait because I feel like Debbie's that drawing is our family portrait. Is our family portrait. Yeah. yeah. And so whatever you decide to rebrand as, like, I know that you will be
0: successful in that. I want to ask you about trans joy.
4: Okay. What do you think
0: of? Like, just with that phrase, what comes
4: to um, First thing that comes to mind is enjoying the skin you're in because I never used to look in the mirror. I'd be like, I'd look in the mirror at very specific things. Focus on your hair. About, sure sure like, your my presentations. Nice like, nice. like, okay, is, like, my hair all crazy. But I look, like, I have a completely different relationship with the mirror now. Because you see yourself when you look in the mirror. So I'm just like, uh, like, who is this queen? And no, that's I prefer, trans joy, really. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just like...
1: And when she tries on a new outfit, we have gone shopping more in the last year than we've gone in the last five years we've been together.
0: And... (laughs) It's okay, you can cry. We take criers here.
3: (laughs) We love
1: criers. Those are happy tears. She's so... When she gets a good outfit, it's like, she never used to be like this. When she was male identifying prior, I don't know how, what is the right.
0: BC. <laughs> the BC of Debbie. BT. BT.
3: And she's just so like. She's fucking
1: feeling. Her so It's like
4: at least six days a week that I'm like Damn girl, you look good. (laughs) I don't leave the house without feeling like an absolute ten. Unless I'm asleep.
0: Unless I'm asleep. And then she's like I can't braid my hair today. Well I can't do my (laughs) hair. I guess I'll wear a hat. hat. And it's gonna be an opponent. Go right ahead. And
1: I want this to be on the podcast. Go ahead. Okay, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying I've been friends with Kai for 10 years. 10 years. And we've had a complicated 10 years.
0: We have, yeah.
1: We've had a beautiful 10 years. We have had a beautiful 10 years. It's been complicated. It's been beautiful. It's been amazing. But I can say hard at times but you have made my wife feel beautiful and loved and like she deserves friendship and i will never forget that
0: there's something there's really something to be said for when you see somebody blossom into who they are and i i'm sure some people maybe would say this about me that have been with me over my journey but like I knew Debbie when she was male identifying and like she was awkward and uncomfortable and kind of you could tell that it was you could tell that she was quiet and sad and like her light was being dimmed and seeing you don't
3: realize that till seeing Debbie now
0: that that's it you don't it wasn't like you were like missing anything at the time or, like, not, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to put you down, your past self down, but it's just, like, seeing how you are now and seeing how you are when you enter a room as you, it's a completely different experience.
3: I just, I feel like this season of life for both of you, like, me and Eden and Lindsay, like, we've all been here for your, like, major transitions, whether it's just...
0: All three of you have seen...
3: In identity, mm -hmm. in surgeries, and whatever it is, and it's, like, those defining moments, you really know the people who are close to you, and you know, like, the people who are happy for you and see this, like, next side, and, and are cheering you on and just, like, experiencing highs... Surgeries and stuff like the people who came out to Lindsay support fucking us, chiseling
0: that. my sidewalk Chisling with a, <laughs> with a hammer, Eden. so I wouldn't fall with my t- and X-args.
3: Eden babysitting Kai and watching movies and bringing over movies and like, it's like you see your people, you see your like you really see your chosen family and who's in it for the long run and who is going to support you after your transition. Yep. How do you guys, as a couple, like, how are you celebrating the holidays, and how are you experiencing life now
4: where you are in this phase of your life? It's sad. It's good and bad, because I feel better than I've ever felt, like, and I love my family, and they've never been, like, not good to me, and it's really hard to see them so i feel a lot of guilt like not going to family things but this was the first year we didn't go anywhere so this is kind of your first year of setting boundaries i think so and like i talked to my parents like a week before thanksgiving and they were like we're going to like we want you to come to thanksgiving um, there's just going to be, it's not going to be very many of us. Um, it's just going to be, um, your aunt and uncle and all of their kids and their kids. And, and, um, oh, also my sister, her husband, all of their kids, maybe some of their kids. I don't know yet. And so, we're down <laughs> So all of my mom's siblings, <laughs> so it's just kids
0: the whole goddamn family
4: with their children, the kids with their children, and and their children's children, and then and then she wraps it up and she's like, and then just uh, all your siblings, and their kids and, and their spouses,
1: and which Devi's brother is. Is it okay if I talk about it? That's fine um debbie's brother is basically a proud boy he has trump flags on his car trump flags in his uh, lawn and debbie's mom and dad when when debbie first came out they were like we don't want him to be mean to you we're really scared that he's gonna be mean to you i'm like you're scared of your own fucking kid like control your child well,
0: and I understand like, that he's also an adult now, and they can't control him, but they are in charge of what they allow. Managing and the Managing yes, in their home, space. Yes, and same, I, the, same the same thing same goes space. to my parents. Like, yeah, I I understand that you really can only control your own reactions and how you're going to be, and if your brother wants to be a dick, then that's on your brother, but, like, your parents... Can, can set, set boundaries, boundaries and say you know what he's not if this you're gonna act like that you don't space. yeah you, you can't, can't come if you're, you're gonna way. be like that and
3: if you're not gonna act like that <laughs>
0: then you need to leave yeah you're not welcome yeah which here.
1: would they would never do that because Devi is a minority right she's a minority and in they're her trying to keep everything. family home and that's why we didn't go right. to thanksgiving and that's why we're not gonna go for christmas right like We'll go on a
4: separate day. When it's just you and When Debbie. it's just us yeah. and we can celebrate. I a, can handle that and I feel like they can handle it. Yeah. 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 I need another shot.
1: <laughs> this is just like...
4: I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time. Um,
1: I just like am really protective.
0: No, and I... As you should be. I mean, I feel like Lisa's also very protective of me.
1: She has been such a queen to make sure that your family knows and her family knows that you are a boy. I
3: would you.
0: I completely agree with you with the guilt thing. I feel like I like I've been going to therapy, and I feel like that is my main issue that I'm constantly dealing with is like, this internal dialogue between, like, the guilt I feel for not going to things and not being a part of things, but then, like, if I do go to things, the amount of recovery, because it's so destructive for me. Like, we went to a thing on Friday night, and it was horrible, and I feel like I've been trying to recover all weekend from it, and it's just hard, but I... And
1: I'm fat now, too, so that's another thing. My family's really fat phobic too. Yeah. So it's like, we got a trans girl, we got a fat girl.
0: What are we gonna do?
2: Yeah, but. Fuck Um, (laughs)
4: them. Fuck them!
3: I wanna know, like, what are you guys doing to, like, change the narrative of this season for you guys. Like you, you both have some trauma around your family. You guys have a beautiful relationship. Like, are you creating any new traditions? Are you doing anything with the holidays? Or are you like, fuck the holidays? We're just doing us. Like, I want to know what you guys are doing. Chosen family. Baby, chosen family.
1: We love our families. I don't want to say that we don't, because we do. We just would prefer to spend our time with human beings who validate our existence. Yeah.
2: That's pretty simple. Yep. That's all it
1: needs. And I don't need to go into a room full of people who are going to be uncomfortable because of my or Debbie's existence. Yeah.
3: Why would I do that? If you guys could give... Any advice for someone who is like newly out in the queer sphere whether it's like they're starting to transition or they're like newly out as an asexual person like what advice would you give them on how to navigate this time of year?
1: Can we give two pieces of advice? Can yes. I can give one for asexual and Debbie yes. can give one for trans? Yes. I love that. Asexual, you can find a partner and it's okay if they're not asexual. And you can find somebody who makes you feel complete, but you don't have to get rid of your own comfort to be happy. And I have found the love of my life. I've had Uh, And, like, here's the thing, too. You can be asexual and have had a ton of sex. I've had a ton of sex.
2: Fuck yeah.
1: (laughs) Get it. I've had sex with a lot of people, and I have found that that doesn't give me happiness, and it's just not for me. And, like, you can find that space if that's what's right for you and it doesn't matter if you've had a lot of sex if you've had little amount of sex if you have a partner who is sexual my partner is sexual and like enjoys set her own sexuality and she's discovered her sexuality in her transition and that's still okay yeah.
3: debbie oh what debbie. advice um, what advice would you give to a young budding trans person this time of year?
4: Um, I don't know. I feel like this is the first year. I got a pass on my first year. I've been out for like a little over a year. And I feel like I had a pass on the first year because it was still during quarantine. Super locked down. Super lockdown. Like, it was really easy to be like, sorry, we're not coming. have a built-in yeah, no, it's like, sorry, you're not coming. Like, we want to be as safe as we possibly can be, which is true. But also,
0: safe in a word that it you like didn't pushed
4: you. <laughs> the subject aside for me that I didn't have to deal with it at that time. Which I feel like.
3: So you're kind of giving yourself advice right now.
4: Uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah, no, I feel like, so there's so many people like just away from eyes that would, I don't know, think otherwise based on their decisions. Um Just being away from everything, all the judgments of family or anything, which that's how I came out during quarantine. Um, But Because you had a space
0: where no one was invading where you could get to know yourself and grow and, like...
1: And then one day I was like, are you questioning your gender identity? And she almost started crying.
4: And go ahead. I don't know why compatibility keeps coming back into my mind, but it's like... This person saw that I needed to let something out. And And saw that you And was like, um here you go. Here's here's a platform. I'm just gonna open the door for you and Oh my god. I didn't think I had the key for that door. So
0: that's a beautiful So Debbie, what did you say?
4: I said (sighs) So, it was during quarantine, our neighbors had a pool, and they were like, swim in this pool as much as you want. And we were like, okay. <laughs> we will. And <laughs> we swim in that every night, every day, like, we went <laughs> the over The neighbors
0: opened their door, and they're just, oh, hey, Aiden and Debbie, hello
4: again. <laughs>
0: no, really. <laughs> no, we literally
4: went to that pool every single day. Yeah.
1: And then Debbie started wanting to wear two pieces, two pieces. That was the first thing, like tiny little baby booty shorts. Yeah,
4: it was (laughs) was like like, my (laughs) shorts gradually got shorter and shorter. Just a little inch at a time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this
1: bitch is a girl. So you so you said yeah, fucking right. So is this is
0: this what like kind of opened it up though is based on swimwear where you were like, okay, mm-hmm. are you questioning your gender identity? Uh-huh. And
4: then how did you respond, Debbie? I said, I'm so glad you said something. And like I teared up and was like, yes, like I definitely am questioning everything that I currently am.
1: And then right after that, we talked about how we can transition and what we needed to do. And luckily, we were on Medicaid. I want to give a big shout-out to Medicaid because that is the best thing that happened to us. Like, we were broke as shit, and we had Medicaid, and we were able, like... Healthcare for all, that needs to be a thing. I want you to put this in this podcast, like healthcare for all. And she was able to
0: get on, do you want to talk about it?
4: Yeah, I was able to do hormones like pretty quickly.
0: Pretty immediately after that conversation. Yeah, Yeah. because
4: our initial conversation where she's like, are you like questioning anything, like questioning your gender identity? I'm like I don't know exactly what this means for me but it's definitely more on like a femme like spectrum. a fem structure. Yeah. And I'm like I don't know what that means for me. Yeah. But I definitely think I'm like definitely on in that like femme leading like that's the st- that's what drew me in. Like that's what I want. Like felt like the things that I liked. I don't know.
0: Well, that it was just like suddenly a portal that was like the world that you wanted to be a part of.
4: Well, yeah, and it's it wasn't just like a sudden thing because there's definitely buildup throughout my life that has led to that. Yeah. Yes, you should talk about that, baby. Um. Yeah, so so during quarantine was really like brought back things that I had thought about when I was a kid and... Kind of pushed aside or didn't... Yeah, no, I just always felt like there was something wrong or something off and... I could never figure out what it was because I was like, oh, like, I just don't have the kind of clothes I want to wear. So you would try to find something? And then I was meticulous at finding the kind of clothes I wanted to wear that fit within a certain structure. Yeah. Like, that was fine. Like, I love clothes. I love fashion. Just, like, all that stuff, I love it. But just... I was, like, stuck. I was like, all right, I can either wear a pair of jeans or a pair of pants. Or I can wear a T-shirt or I can wear a button-up. I felt like I had, like, four things. That was my wardrobe every single day. I was like, all right.
0: Pants, jeans. Pants, jeans. T-shirt, button-up.
4: T-shirt or (laughs) button-up. If it's cold, it's long sleeve. (laughs) Okay.
0: <laughs> but
1: when we were, like, going to bed, Debbie would wear my pants or my shorts or my shirts. And so she like, was, like, super soft, feminine when she was home with me. Right. But when she had to go elsewhere... When she was comfortable. Mm-hmm, exactly, when she was comfortable.
3: Are you traditional in that like you decorate your house for christmas oh, and that God, no. mm-hmm.
4: and that you like do gifts for each other or we not don't really buy any presents we've never bought each other gifts for christmas never like,
3: okay okay
4: our whole like time dating being together we don't do christmas
3: do you, you guys yeah really because beautiful.
1: christ is was like he was probably a nice guy but like it's
4: <laughs> <He's> probably <laughs> It's like, dude knew how to build things, and he was nice to everyone. Everyone's like, who is this person? You (laughs) guys
3: are big, like, music and movie people. Do you, like, watch Christmas movies or listen to any Christmas music, or are you just kind of, like, anti-holiday? I don't don't
4: love Christmas. We
3: fucking hate Christmas. (laughs) Okay,
4: that's that's cool. But you know what we
1: love? Birthdays.
3: Oh, yeah, you
1: guys. Are birthday you guys go
4: all Oh, we do birthdays.
1: Well, we we've gotten better at it. We forget some people's birthdays, and we're not great. But with each other's birthdays, it's like,
4: "Bet you ready for some some fun
1: gifts?" <laughs> there's like no, no
4: fun gifts. <laughs> there's like no other holiday, like we nothing
3: would, exists like a birthday. No. Okay.
4: So it's like, oh, um, luckily you have different birthday months, so, so we go <laughs> all out.
0: we spent
1: okay but okay I'm gonna be real though we spent so much more on your birthday than my birthday
4: I got so many clothes it was
0: her 30th and it was the year of her transition so okay
3: so it's like birthdays holidays can go fuck off Christmas Christmas is a nightmare whatever but birthdays are just like taking it to the next level.
4: Birthday's like I'm gonna celebrate you, and it's a birthday. It's a birth week. It's a birth month. Like we go hard for we birthdays. Go hard. I love it. And like it's like oh I'm gonna treat myself. It's like uh yeah treat yourself because um
1: I'm so glad you were born and we're yeah lucky <laughs> as shit to be together like. Nothing is better in my whole life than the fact that Debbie is in it.
4: Nothing.
2: I think that's the third time you've said that,
4: and I love it. I will yeah, never stop. Is. She doesn't stop.
3: Where do you want to see yourself a year from now? That can be, like, personal. That can be really broad. You asking both of them? I'm asking both of you. Like, what's your Christmas wish for your family unit, your... Orbit, your circle, your life, your world. Like, where do you want to see yourself in a year? Like, I know that the world has been really fucking wild.
0: That's okay. I don't know.
3: Yeah, Debbie doesn't know. Yeah, I
0: don't know. Because she
3: needs to be... You're in, like, a transitional period Mm -hmm. all around with, like, work and your daily life and stuff.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... The transition kind of pauses other things.
1: Well, we thought we would not even live in this state.
3: I know you said that over and over again, and we're so fucking glad that you're still here.
1: Yeah, I got a job in Ogden, and we didn't... We were like... We were not ready for us to have a job in Ogden. Yeah. Like, we were... Well, me, for me. Well,
4: no. no, we were like, we're not planning to be here like for a really long time and so we never bought a house like and now Eden has a great job here and
1: then I got a job and now I'm like
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Nikki>.
1: <laughs> that was so gangster where's more juice
4: Yeehaw.
3: Look at Kai's hair. Look at the fucking beard. I am it's just so like sprouted overnight. Kate,
1: can, like... will you add this to the podcast? I have something to say. It's
2: added. Okay, it's go. already going. We're rolling. I have
1: something I want to say. I'm ready. You are a hero. Well,
0: thanks, baby.
3: He is. You
1: are beautiful. You are a beautiful man. And. Rawr, rawr. You look so fucking good and I just like can't with you
3: and you are so much happier than you used to be. Do you have like a closing statement? Anything you want to say?
4: Um, I wanted to answer your ally question, like what allies can do. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is when like it's the biggest thing is not when I get misgendered. It's when people are talking to somebody else and they misgender me. And when you're
3: not around. So
1: it basically just, tells them, like, just hey, no, she's, she's not
0: actually a girl. Yeah, it's invalidating you mm-hmm.
4: when it's, you're not right there. It's like so validating like when, like, him. when I'm at work and one of my coworkers is like, oh, she's already getting that for you. That
3: feels like a million
4: dollars. That feels like a million dollars. And, like, I don't... When people talk about you properly in third person... I feel like when people are talking to other people and get my gender correctly, it's a bigger deal.
3: Yeah. Than when they're talking directly to you.
4: Yeah, because I feel like, okay, they're talking to me and they don't know what to say. They don't know what gender to call me, but when somebody that they already are talking to.
1: Like when I call you my wife, when I'm like, this is my wife. Yeah. This is a lady. Like, she's a lady.
3: Right. Or when you're talking and, like, Debbie's not around and you're like, oh, yeah, my wife. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Yeah,
1: you have to, like – And, like, we call – like, when we talk about Kai – Like, when I talk about Kai, sometimes I mess up Kai's pronouns, but just because I've known Kai for so long, and, like, I don't mean to, but when I talk about Kai, I'm like, he is a sexy boy. boy.
2: (laughs) Well, and I can get,
0: like, I can relate very heavily to what you're saying because, like, even, like, this is really stupid, but, like, this morning we're we're talking in our group chat about our podcast today. And I was sleeping, and I wake up, and I'm, like, looking at my text thread, and I have a message from Lisa in our group chat that's, like, he's still sleeping, I'm trying to let him sleep in as long as he can. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing that, and I'm, like, she's talking about me. Like, and I it, like, it, 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 like, it does this, like, every single time, it still does it. Every single time, every single it still time. does it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's
1: Debbie and me calling her my
2: wife. I got really scared for a second thinking that I misgendered you in a text no. when you started telling <laughs> you that story. Okay, not going to lie. I was like, all right. Oh, where's the target coming? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I would have noticed that. <laughs> this, it was,
3: this is a pro tip, too, for anyone who has a transgender person in their life if you start talking about them in their proper pronouns when they're not around, you are 90% more likely to not fuck it up when they're around. Mm-hmm. So if you're struggling with it, because so like, you've known them for a long time as a certain gender and you're struggling, the more you can work those in when they're not around, the more likely you are to get it right when they're around. And that is all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm.
1: Kai is a fucking boy.
3: Like, those things, it's like, I'm a fucking boy. You're a fucking boy. Yes, I am. (laughs) You You gotta get it. We all know that. Well, I fucking
1: know that.
0: Yep. Kai. (laughs) We
1: all know that you love being a boy and that you love having the sex.
0: I do.
2: That's true. That's That's true.
0: (laughs) I do. I do.
2: Yeah.
0: We were talking about asexual. You're talking prosexual. I am. Pro-sexual. I'm, a, I'm a prosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, would you classify me as a prosexual in the highest degree? <laughs> in the
3: highest degree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> prosexual.
1: This is the best interview you guys have ever had. Even though We're you're talking
4: gold, gold medals.
1: We're
0: gold talking medals. gold medals. The yeah. highest. These are gold medals.
2: I... That's the magic of editing. You'll never know that.
4: Yeah, okay, that's true. I'll that's take
2: true. it. I'm gonna like put all the good shit in. The, bells the goo. The ooh, goo. Ooh. I call the goo- it goo. goo. The goo.
1: The goo. The goo. goo? The
3: goo. Ew! The goo.
1: Ew.
2: The goo. <laughs> Count on Kai to do Count something in a program. Talk
4: about honey. Kill him. Honey. <laughs> Get that honey on there, bitch.
1: <laughs> Stop. That should be your entrance. Oh, don't worry. There are outtakes. <laughs> there
2: are outtakes. Me <laughs>
0: and
3: Kyle
2: will be like, okay? give us it. the
4: noises, bitch. Oh give us the
0: noises. Your legs are so sore.
4: I'm going to need you to do that honey smack one more time. <laughs> oh, my God. Lindsay
0: takes off her headphones. <laughs> you
2: weren't ready for oh, that. I can't get that in both ears. <laughs> In both ears, it's too much all right
0: folks Cheers. this has been toast of the lavender podcast we're here we're queer and we're fucking drinking beer
3: Moral like, ups.
1: I think that my wife is the most perfect person on the whole planet. And I will never, ever, 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 ever not think that.
4: Except from 6 a.m. <laughs> 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 to 10.30 a.m.
1: She is a cunt in the morning. <laughs>
4: well,
3: hey, I'm glad we put that out there.
1: Sorry, C word. (laughs) Sorry, C word.
4: Oh, it's so true though.
1: She is so awful in the morning.
2: I You wanna talk about how you hate the morning?
4: (laughs) It's not that I hate the morning, as I'm like, all right, dang. So the morning starts out with a really like positive, like, what am I gonna wear today? And then it turns into like, oh shit, what am I going to wear today? (laughs) And then it's like a meltdown? It's like, it's like a lollygag. I don't know what I'm going to do for like two hours. And then Eden's like, wear this, this, and this after two hours. I'm like, okay.
3: And then everything's fine. And then everything's way. Better. So you guys balance each other out.
4: I like
2: the term lollygag so much. Oh, I do. And too. I'm really
3: glad that it you
4: fits. brought that. She's to a there. lollygagger. That is. Oh
1: my a- god! I'll be like, "Bitch, you got to be to work in three minutes," and she's like, "I haven't done my makeup yet." <laughs> Holy shit! The awkward conversation. Yeah. Like. Oh my god! Like, I don't want to have a conversation about how my wife is better than yours. Like, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, you don't? <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't believe you. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, she is. What do
2: you? What? What do you?